you know, talking about creativity, I think for me, it's curiosity. You, and it's everywhere. It's in life in general, but it's like being curious about something, something you don't expect just catches your attention. And, and you just go for it. You go explore because creativity is an exploration. Hello and welcome to Conversations on Craft. In this episode, I talk to Christelle Schode, who's a creative editor at Craft London. Hello. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good lead in. Um, as I said to you earlier, this is like my first podcast. Mm-hmm. This is the first podcast as well. Amazing. <laughs> so this is, this is like, is this your first podcast? This is as my well? first. We're both. <laughs> Officially, yeah, officially starters. starters. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Good. All right. Well, so it'll be interesting. Yeah. The reason I did this podcast, or wanted to do this podcast, was I want to talk about the the origins of creativity, mm-hmm. where that started for you, and and how does that manifest itself, and how do you move that along, and then moving on to sort of working with creative people. And in a creative industry and, and sort of advice for people who want to join this industry. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can you tell me about what you do at Craft and what a sort of typical day looks like for you? That's a really difficult question. Yeah, especially <laughs> as you're, yes, you're new as well. So what is your, let's sort of adapt that because you have only, what is this, your third week or? Yeah. So what's, what's a day right. in the life of, of an editor such as yourself. So the first thing really is is the brief. It's knowing what we're aiming for in the end. Um, what uh, what film are we making? How long it will be? What will be involved in the edit? And then then there's all the technical or the um, I like to call it housekeeping. There's a lot of housekeeping. Uh, with that's involved with editing because um as creative as it is it's also very structured and um there's a lot of um there's a lot of files or there's a lot of assets coming from um many different places that needs to be managed so there's there's a part of management so one has to have their management head on and then that allows to be more creative as well in the end the housekeeping you talked about, who taught you that or is that something that you developed? Well, I, I remember when I first started working with with editors um, because I did some producing before I went into doing some editing myself and I worked with great editors and I used to watch them just 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 juggle this footage and it was so beautiful and I played with the music and it was just fantastic. And then I started doing it and... I would, you know, my media would go offline and then <laughs> I, um, you know, just trial and error, a lot of errors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then figuring out that if um, if I'm not tidy, if I don't know where everything is, um, it might become a problem at some point. Yeah. And I've seen <clears throat> that happen. It happens to everyone because obviously we work very fast. We have to juggle a lot of media very quickly. So sometimes it's easy to put something on the desktop and then you forget it and then you erase it and then you can't find it. And then and then that's, yeah, 
that's a lot of crying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, learning from error, that's the, that's the big one, isn't it? That, And normally the suffering of, yes. you know, that's what actually solidifies these moments where it's like, exactly. I'm never doing that again. That time when someone says, have you got that thing? And you say, no. <laughs> actually talking about have you got that thing, I've got a little uh, story to tell. Yeah. Because when I was in film school, uh, we we were working like very old school, shooting on Super 16 and editing on steam bags. And with the steam bag, as you know, as you know, you you pull the 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 the, uh, the actual film, and then you you slice it, and then you you put it back. And sometimes the producer and the director, so the producer and the director would go away for a long time and leave us. We were two editors cutting at 15 minutes and. They would leave us and uh, to work for hours and hours and hours. And then they'd come back and say, mm, yeah, I think we need to remove one frame here. So we go ahead and, and cut the frame and then they'll go away again. And then they come back. No, I think we need that frame back. Oh <laughs> and it's, it's, it's. There's, it's not digital. We can't pull it back. It's, it's a physical frame that's, that's, uh, that you need to keep very safe somewhere. So yeah. that's, I guess that's a good training as well because that's the rigor. I guess learning on, on media, a medium like this, this one, you do learn the rigor of shooting and the rigor of editing and knowing where everything in is and your bins are really nicely, there are physical bins where everything hangs and you know what everything, what everything is and where it is. So you're, it sounds like you're quite an organised editor. I'm similar where it's like all of my bins are really tidy or everything's very organised and I know where everything is. I have all my takes laid out. Are you that tidy or how do you do you see yourself? I like to see myself as a tidy person. Tidy person. So maybe somebody comes after my... <laughs> my like, yeah. what the... Yeah, that's true. When you share but, a project, you don't yeah. want someone coming back and saying, what is this? Yeah. I, and I guess here at Craft, working together, we all have to go into each other's projects. So making sure that you don't leave a big mess, you know, somebody's gonna is gonna need to go and find out very quickly what you've been what you've been working on, and and it requires a certain amount of of tidiness, I guess. All right, should we get let's sort of go back back to the start? Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, where did you grow up? Were you always creative? What kind of culture were you interested in? You know, what, what kind of sparked those things where it sort of said, I want to be, it's doing something creative? So um, I grew up in France um, and my interest, I always loved drawing and painting and that was my that was my thing, like retrieving into my my room and, and, and just drawing or painting. So that was my, you know, my birthday presents, my Christmas presents were always <laughs> pastels or paints or, you know, everything. And and, um, and I lived in the countryside, so I, I, I'd, I'd go around and just sit myself in a field and, and, and draw. So that, that, was, that was just a, a little thing. I, 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 I remember when I was... <laughs> In my teenage years, I, I started liking clothes, and I um, my my friends, my best friend's father was um, uh, um, he used to make furniture, so he had a sewing machine. So we would uh, we would buy secondhand uh, clothes, and then and then you know 
cut them and, and sew them and do, do stuff like that. It looked horrible, but <laughs> it was fun. Um, so I decided what I wanted to do was I wanted to do something creative. And then my parents, but so I told my parents, this is what I want to do. I thought it was fashion. I thought I was going to go into fashion design. And they weren't that sure that I would be able to earn a living, yeah. so they're were, not. Were they create in creative as well? No, not at all. They're they're not at all. They had. Uh, I grew up in a hardware store. Oh wow! Yeah, my parents had a hardware store, and they thought in a very kind of um, practical way. You know, um, this was uh, my my younger sister's science, and my elder sister accountancy, and I would had to follow. You know. With that was the rule, so um, I started business, and then <clears throat> as soon as I could leave, I just ran away. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you study business? Is that, is that high school level? So it's after the baccalaureate. So okay, uh, a, college a level. level. Yes, yeah. that's right, college okay. level. That's fascinating. So you were heading towards business, and then as soon as that finished, you, you followed that all the way through to the end. Yes, I did, and um, but then I wasn't happy doing it, and I. I just, I wanted to travel as well. <laughs> that was my thing. And I love languages. Um, I thought, okay, I'll just go as an au pair to um, improve my English. I thought it was important to improve my English. And uh, for some reason, the summer before, I was doing a work placement with Barclays Bank in Ipswich. And I met a group of young people. We had great, great summer in Ipswich. <laughs> And um, I met this this gentleman from Ireland, and just my whole world opened about Ireland and what was going on in Ireland, and and um, so I decided to go to Ireland instead of coming to London. So Ireland seemed like a great place. Also, uh, I was just curious, very very curious. And were you interested in Ireland before? It just or oh, this literally was like a sp spark of like, I don't want to be caught up and hanging out with French people I need to really put myself in a position in a way where I'm forced to, to do this and I think this country's yeah it was a, it was a bit about it was just um I think you know talking about creativity I think for me it's curiosity you and it's everywhere it's in life in general but it's like being curious about something something you don't expect just catches your attention and and you just go for it you go explore because creativity is an exploration and it could be anything especially something that that you don't expect and then you just follow it and you just go with it so that that was the thing instead of making a rational decision i just went oh i don't know anything about that let's go for it kind of thing <laughs> And so that's how I found myself in Ireland. And um, long story short, <laughs> there was a few episodes, studied, um, decided, okay, I've, I've got to do something that really um, lifts me up. And arts always lifts me up. So um, I studied uh, arts at nighttime. After that, I, I, I did do a degree in, in fine art painting. And in the first year, it's a foundation year again, because, because again, it's an exploration. You might think, um, I'm a painter, I want to paint, which is, you know, if you know that's what you want to do, that's, that's great. But you might find that um, 
you know, through your drawing, you might discover that actually maybe printmaking is is more interesting or 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 fashion or or uh, craft. You know, you're more interested in in, in the the making of it than than um, you know the conceptual. Um, conceptual ideas so it's very important that that year of exploration where you are forced to do things that you haven't done before and and uh, see what what sticks and and how you develop as well because obviously the more you do something the more you learn about it and the more you you change with it and you're you're crafting your your ideas in some way or your taste you're crafting your taste in some ways do you think it's necessary to to have all degrees and masters and you know should we just go straight from school into on on set you know it what i found for instance um art college uh for me was because i came from a place where i had like zero belief in my ability to do anything artistic to actually producing something it was a, a safe space so art or, or school can be um, a safe place to be allowed to create and I think the best ones are the ones where you unlearn all the stuff that you've learned and you start putting things upside down and sideways and just cutting them around and just playing with stuff to me, that's the best school for whatever they call it, like film or or art or whatever. There, that's that's the space one wants to be in for a while. And for the the more technical thing, whether it's camera or editing or or I don't think you need to spend too long in the school. It's it's a it's great to have good teachers who. Take you by the hand for a little bit, but but then going into the industry and and working with different people and finding the people that you really uh, learn something from. I think to me that's that's better route or, or um, the way to find your your place in the industry. Are you going through that exploration with? Um instinctually or are you kind of going through it uh, with a an end goal well it's a very interesting question because i've done a lot of things uh through instinct so just following life and just following exactly you know oh this is interesting and then going with it and then realizing oh there's a lot to learn to actually master this but what is it that interests me about that and then and then kind of keep following the various the various um interest yeah it's interesting isn't it it's like there there's a sort of leap of faith in a way i i think something is pulling from inside of you saying sorry but this is actually what is what's interesting to me and i can't really tell you what the goal <laughs> yes is actually going to be but i i can tell you now that i this is me speaking but i i can tell you now that i, I just cannot go down the road of what I would call at the time normal yes. subjects, they're anything but, but what I felt were to be things that just didn't interest me. Yeah, I I was just li- listening to uh, Richard Branson, I used to de- who's talking about de- being dyslexic, and I don't know, but 
I mean, I went to our college. Uh, I realized, oh, everybody's dyslexic. Everybody's like me, you know. Mm. Oh, you're <laughs> was, dyslexic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, in in he he was saying, you know, the 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 downfall of being dyslexic is that it's difficult to follow through an like a, in the educational system, and and it's changing a lot now. But but um, but but the 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 great thing about it is that you you're you, you have strong passion and and if you follow your passion you can you get very good at it because you're so immersed into what you're doing it's just it's exactly what you said it's like sorry yeah i could do all these other things but sorry no i can't this is just not possible yeah where do you think where would you consider the start of of your journey to this point as we're talking about the those very early stages in your career um for me, I guess that was uh, after film school. So I decided I wanted to be a director of photography. I wanted to to be to shoot. From shooting shorts, I uh, I was hired to shoot a feature length for. Uh, it was part of uh, the Irish the RT One, which is the one of the main TV channel in Ireland. So I was director of photography. It's big responsibility and. Um, my team was very small and I was shooting myself and I was very fresh out of college. So it was a lot of learning, very, very steep learning curves, but there's no place for failure there. So I learned my lessons from it. Um, but it kind of taught me the responsibility of what I create from that. Um, I came to London and then I started, I, I, I started by uh, working in television, I had to start again, so being a runner to being a shooting AP, uh, where I was using my camera skills, but I was more involved, like I did some researching as well, um, so more involved in the stories, in telling stories, and I decided to, I uh, got an opportunity and decided to work um, in a fashion studio, and that's when I guess thing really got me here, where um, I worked with high-end brands and very top fashion photographers. There, I just saw people spending hours just looking at an image and all the different nuances of the light and the color, and and I find that fascinating. <laughs> Do you think, as your experiences to to knowing what is working and what isn't working, has that developed? over the years is that something that came very naturally to you hmm that's a good question I think I think it's a bit of both I think that there's a part of your instinctual choices that comes into that make you the you know your edits unique in some ways um, because you only could have chosen this particular frames and this amount of frames and this you know that moment or that everything that you chose was very unique to you but then we learn to storytell it's most you know first thing we do is tell a story whether it's a visual story or it's it's uh through drama or, or anything else or or documentary is is just telling a story so structure is very important and that is something that um, as much as you can learn in a book, 
you can't learn it until you've done it yourself and you feel, oh, this is working or that story is working or no, it's not. Like, yeah. Because you're, you're, you're creating but you're a viewer as well. If, and so you're, instinctively you'll know if this is working or not. But when you do it again and again and again, then you know, okay, this is not going to work. So, so I need to to start here. I need to get into the story. What is the story? Where are we? What are we doing? You know. Yeah, definitely. What kind of advice would you give to someone thinking they want to be an editor? Well, I think it's a twofold, twofold thing. It's first, it's doing things yourself, no, no matter you know, uh, and fail. You know, with you know, it's a good thing at the beginning to just do things for your friends or get an idea and just just do it and it works it doesn't you know who who cares really it's for you to learn i think there's um people who are starting out as well i would say it's a good thing to find someone that you admire or you you really you can learn from and and i think these two things not one or the other it's really both it's really learning from someone is fantastic so beautiful and you and it gives you the passion for it so it ignites your passion for it as well because you see the medium just moving you know dancing before you and that's magical whereas when you do it yourself you're like oh <laughs> the frustration of, oh, this doesn't work how do you look after your mental health and and how do you protect yourself emotionally i guess each piece that you create gets gives you a, a better insight of who you are. And so with each thing you do, you learn a bit more about yourself and you ground yourself a bit more into who you are as a person. And and that grounding helps for the next the next stage, I guess. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. There's always at the beginning there's always that that fear of failure. And then, of course, failure is in inevitable. We fail all the time, uh, so many different things, but that doesn't mean that we stop. I think just getting up in the morning and deciding to do something creative is already a win. Some days when I'm thinking, oh, God, today's going to be a hard day because, you know, you've, there's a lot to do on an edit or, you know, you, you know it's not going well or you're a bit lost in it or whatnot and you're just oh it's so hard and then I just um I just think of my life and I'm like I'm the luckiest girl on earth <laughs> <laughs> I just I just get up in the morning to go into an edit and and just just make images dance on the screen and it's just like wow this is pretty cool <laughs> it's really lucky yeah it's great it sounds like you embrace working with uh collaborating with other creative people how do you <laughs> how do you love it yeah do you have a method to approach each different type of creative person so creatives or director or other editors I think at first I'm very quiet <laughs> and I just listen and observe and yeah I think one needs patience because everybody is creative in their own way and works in their own way so it's important to give space to that person. And with any collaborations, trust is, is involved as well. So it's about creating 
this safe place where a bond, a trust is created and then go with what works with that person. You have a director, you know, come into your edit and then you have to be a, a psychologist, you know, calm down, lie down. You know the, everything that happened and the turmoil of a shoot and, and all the difficulties up to this point. And so you've got to be there to say, now, now, it'll be okay. We'll get there. We'll get there, kind of thing, because it's a lot. And, you know, as much as they need a, a, their film to be edited, what else do they need? Do they need space to reflect? Do they need, you know, a, some direction from someone else, a, a, a pair of fresh eyes maybe on, on their footage? Or, or do they need time? And then we'll slowly, slowly, slowly build it. Yeah. And is it experience, do you think, that gives you the knowledge to when to interject and when to stand back and when to push and when to rest? I think if you've been open enough to accept other people's changes and other people's ways of seeing, then you know that what you're asking for or the reason why you want this to go that way, it's right, you know. Because you haven't shot down everyone else. You have been very open. So if you feel really strongly that this needs to be like this, then you have to voice it. You have to say it because it's very valuable. It's, it's, it's not an ego thing. It's for the good of the film. And our medium is so much more collaborative and we have to listen to each other. And we know the perspective, what we come, where we come from with the solutions that we offer it's it's because it's got a value for the end product sometimes people don't know why they want these things and you as an editor if you have to do them you need to know even more why they need to happen than the people who actually want them yeah that's the i think that's the best advice isn't it always be saying why yeah why why on everything you know why am I showing this? Why? What's yeah. the point of this? What's it saying? Yeah, because because in some ways it's telling the story visually as well. And if you are just doing it because, then you're not doing justice to the story that you're telling. If it's not justified, then it shouldn't be there. Yeah, completely. Cool. I, I, I'm out of questions now. <laughs> I'm run, I've run dry. Um, I think that's a perfect place to end. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs>